0: Hello and welcome to The Pound in Your Pocket, the weekly business and finance news briefing for students. I'm Luke Brown, and these were the main stories this week. The biggest US banks, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, Wells Fargo and Bank of America reported higher than expected profits between July and September. US tech giant Apple said that it will likely have to reduce production of its newest mobile phone, the iPhone 13, by up to 10 million this year. Due to a global shortage of semiconductor chips, and Microsoft shut down its professional networking social media platform LinkedIn in China, announcing that it will be replaced by a new platform more compliant with the Chinese government's free speech restrictions. Every three months, or quarter, as they say in the business papers, businesses release their financial results for that period. This week, the biggest US banks released their third quarter results That's their profits made between July and September. These banks advise companies for big fees and also lend money to companies, which the companies must repay with interest. And the economic bounce back from the paralysis of last year's lockdowns has made their services even more in demand than ever before. Goldman Sachs reported that it made $5.4 billion between July and September. In total, this year, Goldman Sachs has brought in its highest ever profits, $17.7 billion so far. JPMorgan Chase reported $11.7 billion in profit, 48% higher than last year. Citigroup reported $4.6 billion, 40% higher than last year. Wells Fargo made $5.1 billion, 59% higher than last year. And Bank of America came in at $11.1 billion, 58% higher than last year. All of these banks beat expectations of lower profits. So a good year for the money men and women. They would of course love for these record breaking profits to continue, but they're certainly not banking on it. Thinking about getting the new iPhone 13 for Christmas? Well, if you are, order it early and be prepared to wait longer than usual. That's because Apple, like almost all companies now, has fallen victim to the global semiconductor chip shortage that has been going on for the past year. Semiconductor chips are the tiny silicon wafers that are needed for electronic devices including, of course, mobile phones. And the shortage of these nifty little chips, although many years in the making, has been worsened by the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, even I'm sick of talking about COVID-19, but it's central to the semiconductor chip industry's woes. When governments around the world imposed lockdowns to stem the spread of COVID-19 last year, almost everyone started working from home. This led to people ordering more electronic gadgets for work as well as leisure. Other industries that rely on semiconductor chips, notably the car industry, thought that sales would drop when the pandemic began, but they were wrong. This meant that companies across different industries were suddenly placing huge orders for semiconductor chips from the firms that manufacture them, including US company, Intel, South Korean company, Samsung, and also TSMC, a Taiwanese company that is the biggest chip maker in the world, manufacturing 90% of the world's most advanced semiconductor chips. On top of this, have been supply chain problems. The cost of sending container ships with goods across the oceans has soared during the pandemic, making it harder for companies to get their goods to consumers in different countries. Equally, container ship companies made the same mistake that so many other companies made. They predicted a drop in global trade, and so they removed thousands of their ships from service. When global trade actually boomed, there weren't enough ships to meet demand. And when more came along, ports around the world became clogged with ships, and many remain clogged at the moment. The current semiconductor chip shortage means that Apple will produce fewer iPhone 13s this year. They had planned to make 90 million, but that looks set to be cut by 10 million. Apple share price, the price to buy one share in the company, fell by 1.2% after it gave the bad news. The supply chain problems also mean that it's taking longer than your iPhone 13 to get to consumers. So if you want it for Christmas, make sure you give Santa enough warning. <coughs> Many of you listening will probably have LinkedIn, that social media platform for finding jobs and networking with professionals, which when first downloaded, marks a sort of rite of passage into working life. The Chinese are no strangers to this useful platform. Indeed, 53 million people in China use LinkedIn. But that came to an end on Thursday when Microsoft, which owns LinkedIn, said that it will shut down the social media platform in China. What's behind this? In March, the Cyberspace Administration of China, China's internet regulator, gave Microsoft a public telling-off for allowing certain posts and stories to be shared on LinkedIn, including many by human rights activists. China, as no doubt you know, is not a democracy, and its government doesn't like people in China criticising it. LinkedIn was the last remaining Western social media platform in China, and that's mainly because talking to fellow professionals and searching for jobs didn't seem too provocative or risky to the Chinese government but a growing number of stories critical about the Chinese state has hardened attitudes. In response to this pressure, LinkedIn has decided to count the whole thing and replace it with a more restricted version. It will be called in-jobs, and users won't be able to share posts or news articles. This means that it won't be a problem for the Chinese government any longer. Looks like the Chinese won't be so LinkedIn anymore. That's the latest this week. You can follow The Pound in Your Pocket on Twitter and LinkedIn, where you can share your thoughts on the podcast. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Join me next Sunday for your weekly business and finance news briefing.